Welcome back for uh, another episode of our podcast that we've been doing, uh, trying to help bridge the gap between uh, what oftentimes is said at church and to what actually is lived out in our lives. Sometimes um, things sound really good when you're sitting in church and uh, the pastor or the worship leader is talking about something and you are agreeing with it and you have all intentions to do it. And then uh, something seems to break down as we move into our everyday space, everyday life, whether that's at work or home, in our relationships, uh, in our own thought life, in the way that we view the world. And really, uh, when you think about the command that Jesus gives to us, that we are to abide in him and he abides in us, it's not as much a command as it is an invitation for us to be in relationship with him, to to, uh, enter into uh, the life of Jesus and let Jesus' life enter into ours. And again, that sounds wonderful, and it sounds uh, very... um, idealistic, but it is possible, and it's an ongoing process. And so we've been trying to have these discussions here uh, on this podcast to to help in that. We try to put them in a way that is very practical, uh, very common to every one of us, Uh, not trying to have all the answers, not trying to say we figured it out, but trying to bring those questions and those thoughts and those ideas, and hopefully that helps to... uh, Uh, spur you on to be thinking, okay, what does this mean? And what does this look like? And if I truly am being with Jesus, if I truly am abiding in him, then it should have an effect. I should see uh, different uh, relationships change and and the way I see the world and what I give my time to and and how I uh, react to things. All that should happen. So uh, if you are new with us, uh, my name is Pastor Dan Hertzler. I'm the pastor at Refuge Church. And uh, today I got one guy with me. I'm Mike. Uh, normally we have two. Ryan's away. And so uh, Mike and I are going to handle this. Mike, I think you got to you gotta be the wisdom of two guys. Can you handle that today? <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we will see, won't we? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm thankful that we're able to, to have this discussion. And what we want to start doing, we're going to start moving into a little different series uh, of uh, kind of looking at some passages, uh, really specifically verses uh, that you often hear, again, in church or maybe you see on logos or coffee mugs. And uh, again, uh, maybe you have always thought, oh, that sounds wonderful or that's, that's motivational. Uh, and, and they're never intended to be that way. There, there's so much um, life involved in Scripture. There's so much um, uh, just activeness that Scripture has for our lives that it, it sometimes, unfortunately, gets treated like nice sayings or, or uh, good mo- mottos for life. But really, there's more to that, and so uh, we're going to dive into that uh, specifically uh, on this episode. Um, we're going to look at uh, the first part of what's considered the Great Commandment, and if you're unfamiliar with that, um, it is uh, a commandment that Jesus responded to as they were challenging him on what is the greatest commandment of all. Uh, if you're familiar, uh, there's, I think, roughly, was it 613, is it? Yeah, that are listed in the Torah. Listed, yep. yeah, commands in the in the Old Testament. And so the the, the Pharisees, the, the ones that were trying to get Jesus into all sorts of trouble all the time, uh, really tried to narrow it down to say, okay, you know, tell us which one's the greatest. And what they thought that he would do is kind of stumble over it or at least get himself into trouble by by saying one was greater. 
and, and Jesus again, being who he is, uh, boiled it down to to this, starting in Math or sorry, Mark chapter twelve, verse twenty nine. Says Jesus answered, "The most important is, hear o, is, hear, o Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. The second is this: you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these." And so Jesus really makes, uh, I think, a, a very important emphasis on what this command means. Oftentimes it's broken down into two parts, and that's kind of how we're going to handle this, part one and then part two. But I think it's really important to kind of understand not just what it means, but then also uh, what, is it, what does it look like? And, and, and how is that being fleshed out in your existence. So, you know, Mike, first uh, kind of the question is, you know, uh, what do you come to, to, to know this to mean, or, or what have you learned, or, or how have you always kind of seen this verse? Oh, man. Well, I mean, that's uh, that's like three questions. I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out exactly where to go. There, there's a lot there. And even, you know, this is a verse that I've heard, I can't tell you how many times, but even just listening to you read it now, my mind is just like sp- Spinning from like a Bible nerding out perspective, right? You have Jesus who is really God and he's really human, right? He's a part of the Trinity. He's part of the Godhead, which means he's a, a part of the authorship of the Bible, right? Like he is the word. And he's saying in the Torah, this is like, this is what you need to take away from it, right? Is to love the Lord your God um, and to love your neighbor as yourself. But it's um, it's certainly daunting, mm. um, you know, to, to consider it as like a thesis mm-hmm. type um, aspect of, of the Torah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that a lot of times um, we try to get really deep with it and... I don't know that you have to because it's, it's pretty straight up. We're created to walk with God. Yeah. Um, he says time and time and time and time and time again throughout the old Testament, um, that like, you know, sacrifice and offering I've not required, mm. um, but obedience, you know, and, and what matters isn't what we know, so to speak. Yeah. But what have we done with what we know? Hmm. Um, how have we applied that? Are we are we walking a life of obedience in a way that demonstrates my love for God and for who He is? And I think one of the I don't know it's 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 not even profound. Like God is real, hmm. whether you believe that or not, He is, and because He is your relationship to him really matters a lot. He has a lot to say about that. And the way that we interact with him, the, the, the way that we demonstrate that love by interacting with others, but, but just really just sitting in that reality that like God who created everything yeah. wants to walk with me. Mm. And not only does he want me to walk with him, but he wants me to love him God who created everything and then watched humans continue to make a series of terrible decisions Mm -hmm. throughout years and years and years and years and years sends his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life 
God could totally be cold and calloused and like, yeah, I did the thing because this is who I am. But like now go sit in a corner. Yeah. But part of what makes him like part of what drives me to love him beyond this command is when you really sit with who the Bible testifies that he is. Like Jesus is compelling because he is God. Yeah. They're of the same essence, right? The spirit and the moves and the works that it does is compelling because they are of the same essence. Like yeah. they are, they are God. They are this Godhead, which it's not a pantheon. It's one God, right? But there's just this aspect of him that is so beautiful. It's so, it just draws you near to him. Mm-hmm. And if you can't find yourself loving him, you need to ask yourself Why? And some of us, I think, have really good reasons why. And that's cool. If you know, you better know why. Mm-hmm. And then sit with it. Go talk to a leader. See where you are and your perspective w- with it. And, 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 and really challenge yourself. Like, why can't I wrap my head around this commandment? Because it's not, it, it, it's not deep. Yeah. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. Right? Don't love the world. Mm. Put mm. yourself second. You didn't create everything. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, as, as you're talking there, um, you know, really hitting on the idea of uh, the Lord, our God, um, and not only uh, has he claimed us, but we, we claim him. There's, there's something really healthy uh, to be reminded again of the orientation that we have. Uh, you know, none of us can choose the family we were born in, and, and there's a whole mess of things. You know, you hit a little bit sometimes when we realize we struggle with loving for God, a lot of times it's because of, of our own earthly relationships and and they, they reflect sometimes our relationship with God, but that's a side point. But the whole point of our God, meaning there's, there's ownership, there's, uh, there's orientation, there's belonging. Uh, you're not uh, abandoned. You're not left uh, on your own. You're not an orphan. Um, you're not a foreigner in the sense with God, he, he has claimed us. He has claimed us. We've claimed him. He's our God. And that's part of, uh, you know, what the old Testament Shema, I think is how you say it or close enough, um, to what the, the Israelites and, and the Jews all practiced, which was really healthy was that they knew that God chose them and, and they were, they were, and God was their God. And so, um, now sometimes they, they took advantage of that or used it as a superstitious type thing, but, but there was something really healthy about that. And, and I think we need to be reminded uh, of that at first. And then, the, you know, the second point in that is what you said is the word love. You know, what does, what does love look like? Um, you know, we all at some level love something, okay? We love uh, someone else. Uh, we love uh, maybe yourself. You love, uh, I don't know, money, material things. You love your animals. You love something. Uh, we, we understand that love is uh, both a, an emotion uh, and a choice. And, um, you know, I, I get sometimes when we over talk about one or the other like we can get romantic and talk about the emotion or we can get very stoic and talk just about the the choice of love but both of them really fit into when we realize that god is our god that there is a a love reaction to that uh, that we are to have that like you know as you were talking you could hear that you know like man there's something something amazing about what god does and how he chooses us and loves us that we have to respond back in love um and, um, you know, if you struggle with that, like you said, I think it's good to explore that. 
Uh, it's good to look at other things that you love, uh, or the things that you love, I'm sure you spend time with, I'm sure you think about, I'm sure you sacrifice for, I'm sure that you uh, are invested in, I'm sure that you, um, you know, uh, put effort into that, okay? Let's just use a marriage. If you love your spouse, you're going to do all those things, both formally and informally, okay? Formally, you'll, you'll have a wedding ceremony, you'll have an anniversary, you'll do things together. But informally, just, hey, you know, rubbing shoulders or walking by or just spending life or just kind of going through the thing. So uh, that's kind of our reaction. Uh, you know, I think you even brought up the idea of, um, you know, it's not sacrifice, but it, it's it's our it's our uh, worship in our heart. It's our love that, that we bring. We react back to God for who he is by, by our love. Um, and then the third part of it, I, I think it's important to look at is w- what does it mean to say, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. There's that totality of our being. That this isn't just a compartmentalized spiritual aspect, but it's every part of who we are. So there's aspects of your own body that you can love God with. You say, well, you know, what does that mean? Do I, you know, I have to do some kind of ritual or something? No, and I'm just saying, like, realizing your body's a temple, realizing that God gave you your body to function and to work and to do activities and to to use the physical tools that you may have. If 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 you know you're you're someone that can do that, just say, hey, this is a this is a love reaction back to God for what He's given to me. I I I, I give this. I'm not just you know uh, a a you know, some people would believe I'm just not just a, a, a spirit, but I'm, a, I'm an actual body as well, too. Uh, your mind, obviously, we can talk about that. Your soul, like these things are a totality of who you are. So in all of that, we can see how, you know, wise this was for Jesus to, to label this as the greatest commandment. Uh, I guess, you know, Mike, you kind of we throw back to you in the sense where, you know, what does this all look like? What does this all mean? How does this play out in in your understanding of what discipleship and your growth and your walk with Jesus well uh, how does a, a verse like this uh, move you in that direction very slowly um, and it's it's a grind I I would say um, at least from our perspective back to God there are some people who are head over heels um, I don't want to say overly romanticized towards the Lord, um, because that's a slight that I don't mean to, um, to bring up, but, but, but we've all met people that you you just kind of look at them and you're like, I, if you really have that level of faith and I I believe that some of you do, I wish I could get there. Hmm. Um, and, and some of us want McDonald's, meaning we want to just be able to have it and have it right now. But Disney is a fairy tale for a reason. Um, and I think that many of us, you brought up the, the illustration of marriage before. Um, many of us discover that you don't get to the altar and then go live happily ever after. Yeah. And there are chipmunks that bring you your clothes and yeah. all the things. And, and that doesn't, that that's not saying that you don't love your partner or your spouse and um, because you do, uh, you know, I have a great relationship with my wife. And every day is not fantastic, um, and 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 that's just a reality of life. But but there is a there is effort that um, moves very slowly in relationships. Mm-hmm. 
You know, there's there's moments and days where you're like, this feels normal. And, and that almost alarms you because you think you should have like this being swept off your feet feeling. Yeah. And what you realize looking back is when you do have those moments again and mm-hmm. you're like, man, I'm so in love with this person. Yeah. It's because of all of those more mundane building up, walking into love that spurs and moves you to action Mm -hmm. and to doing the right thing and the hard thing, um, because you love the individual. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's part of the the reality. I mean, if, if you've come to Christ, you have a new heart. And Mm -hmm. so that, that spurs you to different action than you might once have had. Um, and yet we as Christians and disciples of Jesus are called to this new action because of the love that we have for Jesus, Mm -hmm. the love that we have for God. Sometimes we look at it like we're earning and and we're supposed to do these things to earn. And and that's not true, right? That's it's, it's by grace that you've been saved, but you, you were saved to, to look different, uh, to, 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 to be set apart from the world. And God has laid that out. The Bible lays that out as good and right instruction, right? That, and and it's God's gift to us that says, Hey, y'all have got it twisted. Y'all got it wrong. This is what it looks like to really live into the fullness of who I created you to be. Um, and it, it just reminds me that it's at the second commandment. Um, no graven images. Mm. Don't make an image of me. It's one of the first three. I always forget. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it's number two. Um, but as I've reflected on that and, and this isn't original to me, this is a school of thought that exists. Part of that command is because God has already made an image of himself mm-hmm. and that is humankind. Yeah. It's distorted. It's twisted, yeah. but he's already made these representations of who he is yeah. to go and interact, which gets us to the second part, but to, to interact with the world around us. Yeah. Um, but we do that because we love him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, it's not, it's not sexy, mm-hmm. but it, it just kind of is. Yeah. And at some point in your life, you kind of just realize in your relationships that that's what meaningful relationships look like is right. it's, there's a faithfulness that's there. It's as Eugene Peterson said, right? Long obedience in the same direction. Yeah. Um, just being faithful and, and doing the little things. And that all builds up to a strong strengthened relationship that you just do because it's like, well, you know, why do you do it? Honestly, I don't even really know mm-hmm. other than because I love him. Yeah. yeah. And, and I have this new heart and it's driving me in this direction. Right. And I know, I just know what's right. And, yeah. and I mean, that's even a part of it too, right? It's, it's doing the right thing, even when the wrong things morally or socially acceptable. Why? Because God has already listed the ideal. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think one of the most practical parts of, of a, a command like this is, is just a, a regular checkup uh, for our own spiritual journey to kind of ask the question, how's it going? Um, you know, you mentioned the idea that, um, you know, there's an identification that comes to uh, this back to, you know, he is our God. Uh, that, again, Israel, Israel is supposed to look like diff- different from all the other nations because God was their God. And, and we as believers are, are to look different than the world because God is our God. And, and um, that's, that's part of what God is asking. So, so a question like this is, looks okay, how am I looking different? Or am I just loving all the same things everyone else is loving? Or have I, uh, do I realize the goodness that God has given to me and in reaction loving him that I no longer have the wanting to, to pursue the things of this life, but I'm pursuing the things of God. The other part of this is, you know, we're all prone to kind of performance-based, especially within our relationships. 
Um, you know, I, I want to look good. I want to do good. Um, but we also know that that can tend to sometimes lead to just going through the motions. And uh, it's funny how your spouse can sometimes pick that stuff up. Like, oh, you're just doing things because you want to look good or you're doing that because you don't want to get in trouble. Uh, we sometimes treat God that way. Like, I, I just, you know, I got to check my boxes and do good because God's watching me and, and I love him. But, but again, real love comes just not out of a performance or a transactional relationship. It just comes out of a gratitude, uh, a, a thankfulness. And so you can ask yourself the question if you're sitting there and saying, do, do I love the Lord or God? Well, like you said, you know, and you make a good point, like sometimes that feeling comes and goes. But you can ask yourself the question of like, am I thankful? Am I thankful for, for who God is? Am I thankful that he's claimed me? Am I thankful that he came and rescued me? Am I thankful that he has given to me this life to live, even if it's not everything that I've chosen? Am I, and so what do I do with that thankfulness? I respond by loving him and just wanting my whole being, my totality of who I am, my mind, my heart, my soul, my strength, all wrapped into uh, pursuing and doing the things of God. Um, you know, and, and I think the word obedience is good to, to kind of wrap this up, too, as well, because, you know, Jesus says, if you love me, you'll obey me. If you obey me, you'll love me. There is a connection of saying, listen, if you love me, you will trust me. Right. And you will follow me and you will believe that I have good for you. Right. And and part of that is how I've given to you kind of things to follow, things to do, given you an ideal to pursue. And if you love me, that's one way that you can show it. So. So, so you ask the question, how am I doing? Well, um, you know, am I, am I obeying? Am I following him? Uh, that's a really good practical way to, to be thinking about this. Yeah, I think as you're, as you're examining that, um, one good litmus test is as you are reading uh, Scripture and the Word of God, um, are, as you're looking at it, are you shaping Scripture into an image of yourself? Mm-hmm. Or are you allowing scripture to shape you into the image of Christ? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, again, you know, maybe, maybe this is, this podcast is just a chance for you to sit and reflect and think again about this verse and let it kind of marinate. And, and that's great. Maybe it's for you to be reminded you're not alone. You're not an orphan. You are claimed and you're part of the identity uh, of who God is and, and you entered into his life. Maybe it's for you to challenge yourself on, on what it means to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and and how that can f- play into obedience. But, but allowing Scripture to do that, um, and sometimes it doesn't take. You know, I need to do word studies. I need to do all these extra things, as Mike said. Sometimes it's just the the simplicity of what is being said, uh, lived out in the practicality of, of your everyday, is what makes the the transformation. And maybe that's what it, where you're at. Uh, I would just encourage you to let it let it kind of play itself out. Let it be something that just sits and sits and sits and sits and sits and sits, and you keep going back to it, back to it, back to it, back to it, because uh, there is a lot of beauty. There's a lot of challenge. There's encouragement all wrapped up just in these verses right here uh, that could really fill up a, a, a lot of, uh, of just your time. And so if there's anything we can do to help out, anything we can do to answer questions or even pray for you, uh, you can always email us at info at churchrefuge.com. We'd love to be able to, to do that and help you out. And I uh, hope you continue on along with our journey.